Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me to another episode, the Ronnie Dizon episode. I had a great time talking with Ronnie. Uh, I wanted to do this in person. Unfortunately, we were not able to uh, to get face-to-face, but uh, I see that kid all the time at events. It's always a great time talking to him. I talk to him on the phone. We always have awesome conversations and um, very insightful, very intelligent, and uh, just a bright guy. He's just real nice. So I had a great time. Uh, but before we get into the podcast, a quick thank you to our sponsors, uh, Dr. Paintball. And I finally know what they're doing. <laughs> and I think it's a really cool idea. And if you head to drpaintball.com, they're actually doing a trade in your gear program. I don't know the exact details, but what I think it is is where you actually buy into a program where you can, you know, bring your gear back at the end of the year and trade it in and upgrade it for newer gear. Um, Don't quote me on that. Obviously, go to drpainball.com and ask some questions, but I I think that's the premise of this whole thing. Um, I think it's a great idea. I think think it's very cool. I think it's very... Um, very forward thinking as far as uh, as paintball industry goes, and it, it's pretty cool. Also, they, they do financing on anything that you would like to buy if you're not interested in the program, but they do have used gear, they have new gear, all kinds of stuff. DrPaintball.com, head over, tell them Carl sent you. So, thank you to Dr. Paintball. Uh, we are also brought to you by Charm City, who I had on the podcast, Mike Thompson, uh, and it was, a, it was a few episodes ago, but I have had emails and people message me saying, hey, that was a great conversation. I didn't know that much about the uh, Jehovah Witness uh, program, I guess you can say, or cult is what Mike was talking about. But I thought it was super interesting. And you can find all of Mike's stuff uh, at Charm City on Instagram, also Facebook. He has all kinds of headbands, headgear, head wraps, uh, pack bands. Uh, which him and I are collaborating with. So you can check all of that out on his Facebook and Instagram, Charm City Paintball. Thank you to Mike. Uh, Also brought to you by Carbon Paintball, who brings you the best base layer in the game. Uh, The underlayer is a kind of a spandex material with very dense arm pads. There's some rib protection. Uh, The bottoms that I wear, along with the top, but I I love the bottoms because the knee pads aren't too bulky. Um, They're nice and thin, but very dense, and uh, everything's nice and form-fitting, but not constricting. So uh, if you head over to Charm, Charm, (laughs) Carbon Paintball, um, you can find all of their gear from the highest end, the SC line, to the next tier down, which is the CC line, all still high-quality stuff. Um, and if you have any information as far as paintball team sponsorship, you can ho- you can go ahead and give me an uh, an email, Carl at carbonpaintball.com, and uh, we can work your work something out. You know, work with your team and uh, get you sponsored by Carbon Paintball. So head to carbonpaintball.com and take a look around. We are also brought to you by Planet Eclipse, who makes the best paintball markers on the planet. And in particular, what I'm talking about is the LV series. Uh, I shot the LVR last year, this year. Who knows? Maybe they have something new in the mix. I don't know. I don't get told very much, but um, you know, until it's sitting in front of me, I don't know what I'm. Sh- I know it's possibly an LV series though, 
And I think Aftershock has something in the mix. You hear you heard it here first on the Playing On podcast. Um, what it is exactly, I don't know, but you heard it here first. You just heard that first. So, but um, but yeah, thank you to uh, Planet Eclipse for making outstanding markers throughout the years and for years to come. Thank you to all of our sponsors. And now to Ronnie Deza. Here's the podcast I did with him. I hope you guys all enjoy, and uh, we'll see you at the end. Probably should have just bought one of those instead of this one. This one's like about 150, 200. Ooh, that's yeah. the ones that, uh, that Zap has, isn't it? Yeah, these, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted something for the good voiceovers for my vlogs, so. Do you know that, uh, um, how do you do your voiceovers? Do you do it through GarageBand? Or, or um, whatever you use, not GarageBand, but through, uh, I use iMovie whenever I do my videos, but yours are obviously more complex than mine. Um, um no, I use Final Cut Pro, but there's, like, a record voiceover, like, thing where you just click it and it counts down to whatever section you started at. Yeah. I'm sure, like, iMovies are kind of like that, right? Yeah, yeah, same thing. You're big time though, so I, you know, <laughs> big time. <laughs> so what's up, man? How you been? I'm good, dude. I am um, currently trying to pack. You know, you ever have trouble packing? Every time I pack, I either forget something. I even make lists, but I either forget something, or I just have the hardest time packing because I wait till last minute. I mean, that doesn't help, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, me too. I always wait until the day before. Or like, yeah. So, like, this is two days before because I'm going to San Antonio to practice X-Factor this weekend. Nice. You yeah, or, so or the like, whole team of Houston Heat? The whole team. Not me versus all of X-Factor. <laughs> <laughs> trying to work on my one-on-ten skills, you know? There you go. Um, no, I'm, like, trying to, like, get everything together. And then it's, like, well, like, I'm going to need, like, my toothbrush, like, when I go to bed. So it's, like, oh, I can't pack that. And then I might as well just don't pack anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but like, in the, the way I think about it, too, is, like, I've done this shit for so long that I don't really need to think too hard about it because it's so natural, but I always forget something. Yeah, yeah. Or forget something at the hotel at the event, and then I'm like... That's the worst one because you have then you're like, I can't go back to that. Mm-hmm. It's always chargers or toothbrush or... So, like, but what I've been doing, at least last year, what I did really well uh, because of this problem was before I even leave the room, I scan everything under the bed, in the drawers, the sh- through everything. I comb it all, and then I mm-hmm. leave. Bruno is so bad at leaving stuff. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I can totally see him bad at leaving stuff. Dude, and during the entire event, he loses his backpack, wallet, and phone at least two to three times every event, every day. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time um, we were in... It was a Millennium Tournament, and LJ borrowed, like, my portable, like, my Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, he brought it downstairs, and I just, like, slept because I wanted to get a good sleep before the, the flight. And it was, like, everyone was, like, partying already because um, it was, like, that last event of the year. And I, he comes up, and we're packing, and I go, did you, you have my speaker? He goes, oh, no, I left it downstairs. I go, what? And we're at, like, this, like, big hotel. And he goes, yeah, don't worry, like, 
Um, nobody took it. I'm like, what do you mean no one took it? I'm like, I swear to God, I, if some French man like just takes my speaker and he's listening to it when we get down there. Yeah. So then we get down there and it's gone. And I'm like, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I'm not a big Definitely. fan. You know, I used to be when I was younger. You know, obviously I am a more distinguished and uh, proper Carl now that I'm 32 years old yeah. this month. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, it was the third. Oh, happy belated. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I forget even what I was going to say. What were we talking about? It's old age. What was I, what was I talking about? You were talking about, we were talking about the speaker and then <laughs> oh, you were going to yeah, it. And then you talked about how <laughs> you were old. Okay. Well, so, um, birthday speaker. I don't know. Let's just change the subject. I can't remember yeah. it now. It's the tea, but I don't have anything in it besides honey. But mm-hmm. I love this loose tea, dude. It's so good. This leaf tea? Yeah. What kind of tea you got? This is, this is still like a Christmas blend that I had left. It's like an apple cider cinnamon yeah. blend. It tastes like Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. It, it's mm. like if I licked his belly button, this is what it tastes like. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to, man? How's your off season been? Uh, so let's see. I haven't really had one. No. Um, yeah, because, um, well, like right after the event, obviously, you know, you're upset. Like, like I was upset after it. Um, so the first thing I did was just got back into playing. I mean, I remember my friend called me and he's like, Hey, I saw how you guys did. Um, uh, as soon as you get back, let's do some sort of drills. And I get back and it's like freezing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, we can go in the indoor. It's like a Tuesday. He's like, no, we'll go to the park. And we go to the park and he has like parachutes and everything set up. And like, we were like, he was like, we're doing sprints. We're doing everything we can to get like you back on. And I'm like, dude, you're yeah. good. Like get motivator. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just been playing paintball at the local indoor. I don't know if you've been there. O'Hare paintball. Um, you know what? I don't know. I, I think I've been to paintball explosion, but I don't think I've been to O'Hare. Okay, gotcha. It's where um, I think your Shock D1's having tryouts. Um, we have a D1 team? Yeah. I think so. I thought, well, I don't know. You're a D2 I know... team. Oh. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get told anything anymore. I don't know if it's my fault or if it's somebody else's, but I, it's so hard for me to keep up with how many teams we have. Hey, I mean, you guys, I mean, Rennick's been known to have a lot of different teams underneath, and it's a good way to build up and... Um, you know, build through the ranks. That's I think that's what's good about AfterShock is that you could, you have a there's an out like there's an end goal, right? You'd like mm-hmm. everyone wants to go pro, right? But like, where's the best route? And I think AfterShock's always been doing it well. They always had Shock Kids or Shock or yeah. something. You could be there in the eyes of you know you guys. Um, but what was I going to say? Hold on one sec. This is annoying me. I think my camera's all. There we go. I see a big smudge on it. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. So then. After a few weeks, I got a call saying that we were going to go to Russia. And I'm thinking, like... The whole a, a few weeks after the World Cup? Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, I was thinking the whole team or something, but it was me, Nico, and Devin. And we went over to Russia to go train with Mishka, Fedorov, and Sergey. That's right. I stalked you on Instagram for it and was watching you the entire time like I was there. <laughs> but... Yeah, so we went over there, and that was a cool experience. Um, I'm probably going to do like a vlog of that when I get the, the time. But yeah, 
still catching up. But yeah, so that was cool. And then we played a tournament there as well. And uh, I will say that the talent out there, like the way they train, the way they take paintball is very serious. Like, like even their like lower division teams, you could tell like they play like the, the Russian Legion, the, the mechanics and the gun skills. Like mm-hmm. um, I think it's the experience that, you know, ultimately lacks um, with those lower divisional teams because they only play, you know, indoors uh, like eight years out of the month or eight months out of the year. So do they have do they have coaching over there, though? Like that are, uh, that are coaching these kids, or is it just yeah? So like you, like like for example, I met this little kid named Dominique. He's like he's like twelve, and there's like they had a team that's called it was like eighteen and under, mm-hmm. and they were playing in the same division as us as us, and they were like these 14, 15 year old kids that were like holding their own out there against like ex Russian Legion players or current Russian Legion players. Yeah, um, that they made it all the way to like the quarters or something. But uh, this kid, he's a uh, he, he's trained by Pantaleev. Mm-hmm. Um. And for those of you who don't know, Pantaleev used to play in the Russian Legion, but he's—I think he's on Red Storm or something. I don't—I'm not sure what he's doing now. But yeah, like Pantaleev's training him, or Mishka trains these these guys, and or like these other Russians that I have no idea how to pronounce their names because they're so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, these kids are just like they go to these fields and they just train, train, and train, and uh, I think that's how they breed them out there. See, that's what I was wondering. You know, as you were saying that, is it—is it? Do you think that it's? possibly like a coaching thing on their end that's helping them out as much as they do and then on the state side a lot of teams don't have that kind of that coaching push the, a lot of the players are relying on their own kind of motivating and mm-hmm. you, you know they don't have that that figure to look at especially in places that you know are not San Diego or LA or whatever or Texas or you know that I, I feel like there's a lot of lacking not not dogging on any of the divisional coaches out there but i'm just saying i don't know if there's right. as many as we should have yeah like what i saw from being over there was their ability to like i don't know maybe it's the way they break the game down over there and how like technical they are mm-hmm. with maybe it's just i mean purely like their gun skills and their you know specifics um but like they're they're i, I think the way they structure their programs out there are a lot more like just that word structured. Yeah. I think out here, you know, like pro clinics are running clinics and then they'll run the clinic. And then those kids who came like maybe six, 70% of them, like don't even like continue to like keep playing competitively or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I think out there when the, when they, the kids paid, cause when they pay to train, they're paying a lot of money to train. Yeah. Um, cause like, for example, that field I went to, like they have to pay for like the field fee and then the paint and then the training and then they have to pay for like a heater for the field and then like the maintenance like so it's not cheap out there it's pretty expensive to play paintball and i think the kids who are doing it are serious to go up the ranks because of just maybe that's the way the culture is the commitment level and yeah 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 see and bringing it back to uh the the clinic side and, and you've done multiple clinics we've done a clinic together um and, and lots of pro players have done clinics. And what, to the players that are listening, if you go to one of these clinics, we will not make you better. We, yeah. are, we are giving you pointers to take back with you, but you have to build on those pointers. And it's I, I feel like what happens sometimes, at least what, I, what I've seen, not only in paintball but in other sports is, and I, I'm guilty of this myself in my younger years, is that, you know, I'll get to this, plateau that where i think that i'm i'm good enough you know because i did this or i saw this or this and this 
and I, I think I'm good enough to be go from here to here instead of actually going through the steps to get to here. I try and make that jump. And I think that a lot of kids and a lot of people want to try and make that jump instead of actually going through the process. And I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of those kids in Russia are are doing. And not saying that everybody's like this, but a good majority from people what I've seen and personal experience is that there's always this this A to G and then they want to go from G to Z. Yeah. You know, they don't yeah. want to go through the, the whole alphabet, the whole steps. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree 100% with what you say there. Um, like to build on it, like how you said, like A to G, uh, G to Z, like that's, I think something we see a lot out here is kids just rushing to go to pro, like rushing, rushing, like trying to do everything they can. Like if they get a spot, an opportunity to play on like a division one team or a semi pro team, like, and they've been playing division three, like mm-hmm. they're not really ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me personally, I don't feel I was ready. Like most of my first year. Um, in 2012, because I went from Division Two to Pro, yeah. Um, and like, but the thing is, like, the second of like the first event, I was like, definitely, I was like, I, I don't know if I be- like belong in this. Like, I was like nervous. And then that was Galveston when they rained it out. Um, I don't know if you were back yet. I think you kind of took a hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was hiatus. Yeah. Well, yeah. semi-retirement. Thought I was done yeah. for about two and a half years, and then decided to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, so like 2012, they like the, the, it rained out the Galveston event and then Phoenix happened. And then we had, you know, a bunch more weeks to work. And that's when I really was like, okay, if I want to be here, like I have to get the shit beat out of me. I right. don't know if you could swear on this, but yeah. Um, yeah. So absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. And that's when we, we, um, came back, we got second and damage beat us that event. And then first, the next event. Who is, uh, who's um, we, uh, Houston heat. Okay. So this is the first year he used to So be. he but, was your first pro team? Uh, yeah. So I played on Aftershock in 2011 for that um, seven-man event. Uh, and the Vegas event? That so was my first pro event. Aftershock was your first pro team. Kind of. And your first win. So so you played Vegas in your huh? first event, yeah. and you won. Yes, against Dynasty Under the Lights in <laughs> Vegas. Dude. Like, that was – I mean, you can put that on any, like, anything I probably, like, writ up – as a kid in my head to be yeah. like, like my, my goal was like, my dream was like to play alongside Oliver Lang and like, and, and Alex and all those guys on dynasty, um, and win an event like that, mm-hmm. but to play against them <laughs> and like as my first pro event, yeah. that was surreal. Um, yeah, that was my first pro event and first pro win ever. That's crazy. So I, let's wow. talk about, um, which is a great story. And if you go, if you, you all want to see it, Go and watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's a night in November. Um, yep. It's on YouTube, so enjoy. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, i plugged by like every person who's been a part of that. So, like, well, plugged it. Oh my god! And I wish it's moments like that, and I've had moments like that in my career that you just don't. Even a video that is that is as as good as that one is can't mm-hmm. even it can't even get the same feeling that you got when you were there and you actually went through it yourself. It's not right, like when compare. I watched heroes for a day and I saw you guys win your, you know, like win those, that game against dynasty and the back to back one with at NEO too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I sat and watched that with my mom and like, I was like, wow, like this is a really, really good story. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I love those documentaries. Yeah. They did a good job with that one. So uh, let's go back. You didn't to... have like a. What's up? Well, sorry. Before I say something, you didn't have much of a um, like you weren't you didn't talk in it 
very much, did you? Like no. you were just there. But I, yeah, I was kind of behind the scenes. I was still kind of newer um, sure. w- when when Pat was filming already. I didn't come in until kind of the end. But um, you know, I was still that was still the beginning of my pro career. I didn't really have. I didn't make a name for myself yet, or or if I was even going to. You know, it was still kind of just one of those things where I was just there, and I was a kid, and I was trying to contribute as much as I could in any way that I could. And mm-hmm. um, now, I mean, I've. I watched it too, and I was like, you know what? I I have all the good stories, you know, in my yeah. head, in my memory of that. Which Pat told an amazing story, but I have, I have the great ones in my head too. Of course, those are for yourself. It was amazing, yeah. Um, but no, I want to kind of go back because you were talking about how you wanted to, you know, and I think a lot of kids do this, especially now. And I don't know who they're probably talking about wanting to play with you or wanting to play with, you know, anybody on Damage or even Dynasty, but. Um, you were saying that you, what you originally wanted to do was like get on the team with, uh, play with Alex and play with Oliver. Like that was that was the dream was to do that. Was that the team that you looked up to when you were uh, when you were coming up? It, it rotated. It was between well, yeah, it'll be them as number one, but it was between them, Infamous, and um, you guys, excessive, as in All you right. guys. Yeah, um, that's the thing. So it, it was kind of like Avalanche. When they, when you guys, when you went to Avalanche in 2007, um, yes, yeah, like to make Avalanche X with all those like Brandon Mayo and stuff. But mm-hmm. that before that, it was like Oliver and uh, Oliver and Infamous, and like so Dynasty Infamous Excessive. Um, when you guys were playing on 2005, 2004, 2005, yeah. Um, I, so around here in Chicago, it's under the perception that like you know everyone looked up to Aftershock. But I really wasn't. I didn't really follow Shock um, as extensively as I wanted to because I never really made it out to the Badlands. Right. So there was like kind of like a, a division uh, between two stores. It was Warp Sports, right, and then it was Bad Boys Toys. Yeah. And um, I bought my first gun at Bad Boys Toys, right, and then I found Warp Sports, and then I the whatever um, path you followed was the people you followed, right. So yeah. if I went to Badlands, I would follow Aftershock. If I went to Warp Sports, I was following Avalanche. I was following, mm-hmm. you know, like Dynasty came there once. So um, I went that route, and that's the route I grew up in. Um, and then I did, it wasn't until later that I found out all the history with Aftershock and how amazing they were, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so um, Dynasty definitely was a huge factor. Uh, Jawbreaker 3 was the video that kind of really got me hooked in a paintball. Dan actually produced that one. Um, uh, yeah. And it was like... There's Maddie a few jawbreakers that I watched. I think it might have been the one that uh, where they went to France, and mm-hmm. it, yep, there, yeah. dude, there, even the um, uh, the soundtrack to that one was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So my my buddy let me borrow that, and I don't think I ever gave it back. Kudos, Dan, on that one. Dan, yeah, Dan. Uh, I didn't know Dan was um, behind that until I went to go do the my greatest paintball moment with him in uh, He's Omaha. A good dude, man. Yeah. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to and Dan. I'm actually going to be doing a, a podcast with him soon and uh, talk about the uh, the X Factor documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out. I still got to watch, yeah, I watch that. I, I haven't been able to watch it yet. Or I guess mm-hmm. I haven't – not that I haven't been able to. I just haven't come around to it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but I, what I was going to say too is like uh, I, I came up um, in Ohio playing in Ohio and Michigan area. But um, I was – Who did you look up to? I was a Dynasty fan. You know, and it and it wasn't until the same thing. It wasn't until later in my career when I 
found out about and understood more of the Aftershock background, and I respected the team a lot more. And I, I wanted to become a part of the team a lot more. But when I was a kid, man, I, and, I, and I think it was the magazines, the media, the DVDs, all that mm -hmm. pushed me in that Dynasty direction because they were younger kids. I was a younger kid. I was fast and aggressive. These kids were upcoming and fast and aggressive, and it just kind of clicked with me. Yeah, there's something attractive about the way the media portrayed them and how they portray themselves. I, I mean, like legends, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of put them on this, not only, you know, figuratively speaking, they were they on a pedestal uh, yeah. media-wise, but, you know, in real life, they were just, they were kicking ass. And they were winning, yeah, they were yeah. winning. That and I think, the biggest... you know, segueing into now with media and what you're doing, um, I think now you have to be... You don't necessarily, and this is nothing, I'm not saying this against you, but you don't necessarily yeah. have to be the greatest paintball player in the world or have to be um, you know, any kind of name. You can make a name for yourself just on what you're social doing. Media. Yeah, social media, vlogging, you know, podcasting, Podcasts, whatever yeah. it be. Uh, you know, as long as, as long as you make something, and this is kind of, you know, I, I was going to ask you this, but this is kind of how I take it is no, no matter what, um, if there's no sponsors, if there's no listeners, it doesn't matter to me because this is something that I would want to listen to. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm making it. I'm making something. I'm not making it for the listeners out there. I'm not making it for the sponsors. I'm making it for myself and what I would want to you know, listen to and what I would want to find in the paintball world that is not there. Or it is there, yeah, but it's yeah. just not as prominent. I mean, what? It's only like a few people who are doing the podcast who are like really going hard at it. I mean, it's you, Zap, Maddie did his for a little bit. Um, is there any others? Uh, I think uh, Alex Gray has his. Uh, oh yeah, has yeah, AG Twenty One. Yeah, he's doing yeah. his now too. Um, so yeah, like you, out of you four, right? I mean, unless I'm missing one, you guys are behind, I mean, behind doing... the bunker. I think there's a behind the behind the bunker is a show. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Is that somebody out of Canada? I. Think so, yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah. So that that like you said, like you have re regular podcasts like Joe Rogan and like um, you know plenty of others, and people want to listen to that stuff. In the paintball, like the small community we have in paintball, you guys are like the podcast go to if you want to hear. Like I listened to your J Rab one um, when I was working out one day, and I was really? like, man, that's a really good one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones because um, I respect J Rab as a player. So, um, but yeah, that's the good point you made. Um, I think everything's getting forced in our faces with content and, mm -hmm. you know, we're on our phones, but, um, I think it could be used as a useful tool. Absolutely. And it's, it's just the same thing. Cause I, I was just listening to a, a Joe Rogan podcast and he had on a, um, a couple of guys that were just talking about for two and a half hours. We're talking about meditation and consciousness mm, yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I listen to his, uh, on a religious basis pretty much. And sure. I base a lot of my, not, I don't want to say I, I base a lot of stuff on his, but he is kind of a guideline for, for how <laughs> I kind of want my podcast to go because there's, you know, I'm not going to be playing this sport forever. I'm not going to be in the now with paintball forever. And so what I'm actually doing, and I hope that this doesn't deter any of my paintball listeners, um, but I'm actually going to be interviewing uh, entrepreneurs outside of paintball and cool. photographers. I have I have a guy on Sunday uh, he was, he's a kid my age, but he moved out to LA. He was a skateboarder. He came back, started a photography company, and now he's a big time photographer in Toledo here. 
that um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to interview him. I'm going to do one, uh, my tattoo artist. I'm going to sit yeah. down with him and just be like, how did you get to where you are? I mean, it's the, the story of the thing. And obviously, yeah. you know, because of my heart is with paintball, I'm going right. to continue to try and pull the greatest players and minds and even not necessarily the greatest, but the ones who have the stories to tell into this and continue a paintball podcast. But I'm, I really want to kind of broaden my, uh, my guests. Yeah, right on, right on. I, th- I think you're going to do great with that. Um, you might like lose viewership because, you know, people are interested in certain, um, paintball athletes over like, you know, someone that you may be more, um, friends with, but mm-hmm. I don't think it matters. I think if you want to put the content out, you put the content out and tell some of the story and you're doing it because you want to do it, not because you're trying to get views, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the whole thing too, with, as you know, as I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, it, it's not like he's having every once in a while, he'll have com- other comedians on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he'll also have on scientists, neurologists, he'll have on paleontologists, he'll have mm-hmm. on, um, anybody and everybody. And I think that's just what's so interesting is everybody has a story. And I was talking to uh, Nick Laval about this a little bit. And he... Uh, Love Nick Laval. He's cool. Great dude. Um, yeah. But he was... Him and I were kind of talking back and forth. And he, he said, you know, I just listened to your, your Halloween chorizo podcast. And um, this last one I had with... Uh, I sat down with Mark, uh, Big Mark, and, and my friend Cody... And we just mm-hmm. sat down and shot the shit. We talked about paintball here and there, but maybe paintball was 10% of the conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, Cody talked about him shooting a deer for the first time and having to beat it <laughs> beat it over the head with a log because he shot it in the spine, and then he had to saw its head off because it was still oh, alive. My. It was. It's a great story. It, it was. I was cracking up the entire time. But, um, but it's things like that. And Nick was telling me, he was like, it's cool that you're doing the paintball podcast thing and that you – have that listener base and people obviously want to listen to paintball stuff but it's cool to be able to sit down and feel a part of a conversation that's not always based solely around paintball oh for sure i think i mean how many conversations have we had over the phone you know that could have been podcasts oh absolutely (laughs) yeah and like they didn't have they had nothing to do with paintball we could have just been talking about like anything i Um, remember when you called me and you were talking to me about starting your vlog yeah i think i remember that too yeah, I I remember you called me. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about starting this vlog, and uh, I was like, dude, dude, absolutely. Yeah, and why, I think you had your not? podcast already rolling at that point, right? I think so. I think I was just a few podcasts deep at the yeah. time, but um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about your vlog. I mean, what what? Yeah, was here your... I am, twenty five <laughs> episodes almost deep. <laughs> yeah, and dude, you just pulled out a what? It was like an hour long movie, pretty much. Yeah, was your one. So uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, or I mean, when you guys. Um, when this goes up, like it'll be obviously, I don't know when you're getting it, you're going to get this up, but yeah. So what I wanted to do um, with that vision was I wanted to show a tournament from start to finish, like waking up, going to the field, um, and then playing every point with a barrel cam. So you can watch what I go through on the field and then off the field. Right. But that's almost like impossible to do during the NXL because a lot's lots on the line. So I'm not going to put like this GoPro on my gun and then risk an entire tournament if I get clipped in the gopro right yeah what was nice was i did it during the 10-man event in chicago um and that was more laid back you know people are drinking people are hanging out they've seen people i mean i was seeing people and playing with people i haven't seen in like five years you know yeah um so that was a perfect event to do it but the fact that we like won it was you know the ultimate story ending Mm -hmm. but um yeah so like i i don't know i i wanted to do it for a while um and 
you know, you have Joe Rogan as your podcast structure to, you know, follow. I, I love watching Casey Neistat. He does vlogs and he makes movies and his, uh, you could see the similarities with his vlogs. If you watch his to watching one of mine, I just adapted it. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like just putting out, I, I've always liked making movies. If you go to my YouTube channel, I don't know if I still have it up. I might've put it down, but I made like movies of you guys playing paintball, like in 2004 or five, yeah. or like I've been like, a, yeah, I upload my first upload was like 2006 or something. Yeah. But it was like a paintball star. Remember those videos? PB star. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like PB star videos and it was like shitty quality and <laughs> I would like mix it and like I put music to it and it was like awful. And one of the videos um, has like 50,000 views and it's of Oliver Lang leaving Dynasty. Like compiled with like pictures and um, videos of him playing on Dynasty and then Iron Man and like those together like side by side. Yeah. Um, And it's like talking about how he left and I wrote some cheesy quote like he left (laughs) Dynasty, you know, like he's, he's with his new brothers. But like, I don't know. So I was always into it. And then... I like straight away and then now I'm like full force back into it. But yeah. And I mean, the more you can, the more you do it, the, the more you can tell that your videos are becoming just better and better and more comfortable, you know, being in front of the camera. And I think it's been, I think it's been great. I think you're doing, you know, and obviously everybody else loves it. So I yeah. Just... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad like I hear, okay. So there's everyone who's giving me the props. Right. And then mm-hmm. I hear like in the shadows, like people who talk crap about it and I won't say any names. Like I know people like you like joke in like little group chats about it oh, and stuff. Like, little haters. I don't know. I don't know these people. Oh, um, they're like just people who like know certain people that I know. And they're like, Hey, look at this. And it's like somebody like talking crap about it, like doing a Snapchat, like D's on doc 27. Like, and I think that's funny. Cause I'm like, no, I really love it because it's yeah. like awesome. I'm getting recognition. Like, exactly. They're still talking about you. So. Right, exactly. Like at one point, you probably gave me a view, and I'm okay with this. Like, <laughs> you had, at one point watched my vlog, and yeah. if you thought it was atrocious or not, like you could have turned it off in five seconds. But at least you know it's there, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I've had people who kind of give me crap in the beginning, but then as they got better, they came back around and they were like, "Hey, that one was really good, actually." And yeah. I was like, "You talk shit before, but <laughs> well, it's because it's so easy to talk shit and troll because there's no consequences." Yeah, yeah. What I just read a quote on Instagram. It was like Floyd Mayweather said it. It was like, everyone's hating, but if you had to pay to hate, think about how many people would not hate, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But every dislike was a dollar. Yeah. Like how many people would dis- <laughs> like just be so positive? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, it's, it's been to, great. Thanks. Appreciate it. And I hope uh, you guys subscribe at youtube.com slash Ronnie For sure. I am a viewer. Absolutely. And well, and, um, you know, I've, I've kind of dabbled a little bit in making movies or making like short little cuts, in, but I feel like. Hold on, stop right there. Yes. You made that C block video of you doing a drill. I did. Right. And I'm in the process of making a drill video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of referencing to your video because I thought about it as I'm making it. And I'm literally like editing it like behind this Skype call. Nice. <laughs> um, so I just, um, I'm not done with it, but I'm probably going to upload it. Try to upload it by tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you made that C-Block video, and I thought you were going to continue. You, I think you should keep doing this. So I, w- I wanted to, but the uh, the field ended up closing up. And, oh, no. See, and that's the tough part for me. So I I, I have such a amb- 
ambition to go out and shoot these videos. I have people like, well, let's do an LV1 video. Do what? What speed drills do you do? What what playing videos do you? What snake drills do you do? So what, what I plan on doing though, and and what my whole ambition is, is to I have this open field that is out next to me, and I'm just gonna set up. I'm not gonna put you know paint or air in my gun or anything like that, but I'm gonna set up stuff and do things in this field and film it and record it. I might not have a paintball field to play at because the closest one is two and a half hours away. Um, Shoot. And it sucks. I mean, obviously that's an excuse, but at the same time, I have a family that, you know, I can't always go there every weekend and and do these drills or even Mm -hmm. during the week. I I just can't. Um, But I have an open field that's like 10 minutes away. So I'm going to try and do some stuff. uh, You should. I think any sort of content that that might be even better because people can't play paintball all the time. Yeah, it's expensive. So we'll see. We'll see what we can do. But I, I enjoy, I, I enjoy making all kinds of videos. But it's just I don't have the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Doing all this other shit. Well, I think you should. Um, okay, write this down or keep a note in your head. Next time you go to Hang on, slow down. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> and you're gonna say something, like that. <laughs> fucking jerk. Okay. Um, I think anytime you're at a paintball field, then you should stay like 30 minutes after and do something. Absolutely. That's and shoot like maybe time. maybe shoot like two drills and then you have something to upload later. Yeah, right. Because um, I have like two or three drills that are shot and I never edited. They're just sitting in a folder on this hard drive right here. And I'm like, okay, like I just finished the Chicago one. The World Cup one's gonna be a longer video mm-hmm. um, because I had to wait for this hard drive to come in of like footage from Will Lowry from Locker Magazine. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm, I actually have playing footage, which is nice, um, rather than like just a small video of me talking about how bad we did or good we did, whatever. Um, but yeah, and then I have it all saved in there, and then I could just, if I need content down the road, and you know, social media came to a stand, so I didn't do a, you didn't do a podcast or something. You could just throw that up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like do like two every practice afterwards, and then you'll that's like six videos a month almost right yeah and that's what i was thinking was doing um you know getting there what i plan on doing this year was getting there a little bit early doing drills like yeah drill without without filming them but just like one-on-ones and shit for the team and things that i can work on and then after the practice you know set up the cameras and all the other everything and make some that can actually edit and put up yeah do it and then also like I, i was thinking about it too like little bullshit ones here like, just I, I I wanted to do one of tearing down like bears eating broccoli. Like bears eating broccoli. Part two. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that, go to bear go to YouTube and type in bears eating broccoli. I think it's still up, and you guys will see pot, uh, Carl's real true form. <laughs> we were we were just a little late on the YouTube bubble. Dude, you guys, how many views does it have? I don't know. Not very many, honestly. I think there's only. <laughs> I don't. I think there's only ten thousand or maybe fifteen. But. Let's see. Eating. Sorry, I'm putting this on on the podcast. This is funny. You should, and then uh, everybody share it, and then let the video go viral. Ten point four. You're almost at ten k. Whose account is that now? I think you had a knife. I think you had a knife in your hand. (laughs) It might be. uh, It might be Brandon's. uh, The the other kid in the video. I think it's his account. I don't know how many times me and my friends who just never even played paintball would like say funny things from that, like in in high school. Really? Like my like I to this day I guarantee I can call someone and they can say something from that video and they like remember it and like I don't know. 
Don't do it again. Never mind. It's ridiculous. I have so I have so many people that always come up to me and they're like, "Hey, real fan." Yeah. I said, "Yes, real fan." Apples. <laughs> Pudding cups. <laughs> Pudding cups. Oh. Yeah, I mean, videos, videos, period. And that actually, that was something that inspired me to like just want to do, create things. Um, yeah. And 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 be myself, really. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that your vlog is great at doing. Is it's you, and, and I, I think what's great is that you are likable, you're relatable, um, and I think that what that's what makes your your vlogs so attractive. Yeah, sexy. And your hair is amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty much like the best thing ever made. What do you, no, use, <laughs> what, do you what do you use in that thing? It's called uh, Night Rider. It's by Kevin Murphy. I know. Murray? Murphy. Murray. Kevin Murray. Get it at your local Kevin Murray store. It has. What's a Kevin Murray, or is that a person? It's a brand. Um, and uh, he does, like, like professional-grade like shampoo and conditioner. It makes my hair smooth. And then I use the hair product. I should probably work for them and do a coupon code. There you go. He's on, he's on 04 at checkout, Kevin Murray. He's on Frizon. Um, hey, so yeah, no, that's a good point you brought up. Um, like, like Nick Laval, when I first released like my second vlog, he gave me a compliment. He goes, "Yeah, your vlogs are awesome." I'm like, really? He's like, "Yeah, dude, they're just like you, corny." I go, <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> <That's> <laughs> "I'm so like, good. okay, that compliment." He's like, "I mean, you know what I mean." I go, "I don't know." <laughs> so I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, do you? have this thing where you want people to like yeah, you. Yeah, I need to I need to take a pill and get rid of it. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, really I, do you have this I mean, do you have this thing where you cuz I I struggled with it when I was um when I was younger. Like, do you have this thing where you need people to like you or is it kind of this like you It's it's I'm I'm trying to explain it in a weird way because like when I was when I was younger, I mm-hmm. I wanted people to like me and I want I wanted to do things where people like me now I could give a shit I could care less mm-hmm. because I'm just being myself and I see where you're going you know what I mean yeah I think uh I think it's that validation from people that kind of we it's like a drug almost yeah um, whether we like it or not like women get it all the time right like they're they say women get validated by like just attention so it's like like they walk into a room and like they get the attention and they're validated, right? Like yeah. they feel great. Um, I think we all, I think we all in a way are, um, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with it is, is like the second you don't get validated, you don't feel loved, right? And then it just turns into a spiraling depression. Yeah. So um, I think I've had bursts of it when I was younger. Um, and then like when I get into certain groups where like, you know, I wouldn't get that kind of attention, then I kind of felt left out and I was like upset. And I, you know, obviously I would go like, think about it, like blame everyone else. Right. But it's really like on us to, I mean, at least for me, it was like, I shouldn't give a shit about what anybody thinks. Yeah. And it's so hard not to sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You truly, if you to truly not give a shit about what people think is incredibly hard because we're always giving a shit, um, at one point or another. Right. Yeah. Like there's things on this podcast that we probably wouldn't say because we would offend someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like that's like to us and maybe to like your best friend, like you could say all that stuff to you. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think I had that, that issue growing up. Um, and, uh, you know, like I think it creeps in and out now just trying to like 
you know, make new friends when it comes to like, even in the paintball scene, like when I met some of the, like, like even like fitting in with like some of the the pros or whoever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was always nervous to be myself around them, so I'd kind of just stay reserved. Um, but yeah, it's kind of evolved. Maybe you feel the same evolved to since you've been doing the podcast. Like I don't give a shit. Like I'm just well, gonna do it. Well, and it's not really that I I don't give a shit. I I think I let I let a lot of things that used to bother me just not bother me anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, like, what? Give me an example. Can you give me one? So. Uh, I get a lot of people, so this is my baby, right? Like everything I do, I feel like I, I'm very tedious on and I'm very anal about all this shit on what I do, how it sounds, how it comes across. Um, but production wise, not necessarily end result, but just production wise. Um, but when people come up to me, they go, Hey man, love your podcast, but you should do this or, but you should try this, but you, you know what I mean? And I'm like, there's a couple of ideas that I took in. I was like, eh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. And some are like, no, not really. You know, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing it this way. Uh, yeah. And, I, but honestly, I do the same thing. Um, not necessarily the same thing, but on the positive side, like on the, on, when people come to me and they're like, uh, you know, oh, you're doing a great job, this and that, you know, I try not to let it overflow with positivity on my end because I don't want to lie to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like and it's just like when I'm doing anything in life or when anybody does anything in life, I feel like too much positivity and too much uh, you're doing great and hoorah and this and that you start becoming more of this idea of what you are and what you want to be mm-hmm. rather than what you are and what you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of I've just found this level point of where no matter what somebody says, obviously, I like the positive stuff. Obviously, I'll listen to the negative stuff. But I won't let myself become more than what I should be and less than what I am. Yeah, that's confusing. That makes it yeah. makes sense. It's just I am who I am who I am right now, and yeah, that's so. I, yeah, like I want to be like, better, obviously, but it's gonna. It's just it's in my own head. All of it is in mm-hmm. my own head. No matter what anybody says, it's all mm-hmm. right here. It's all right there, in in okay. your head. Here. Yep. The more to the left underneath all this right there <laughs> um yeah no it's it's hard because criticism is hard sometimes right mm-hmm. um let me think of an example oh okay so um will lowry who sent me this um this hard drive you know he was telling um, you how much you sucked the entire time yeah it was just awful and like i was like i'm gonna quit dude like i'll just send you this hard drive back we'll be done and then he you sends know. it to you in an envelope that says great job you, you should suck. really fucking quit <laughs> quit just kid. says quit on it like just just be done Hey, stop. <laughs> you tried. So um, he tells it uh, – or, or, or for example, here's two people. I'll, I'll, I'll say him first. Um, so he always looks – watches my vlogs and he, he tells me the, the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And from his cinematic standpoint because he shoots for Bunker Kings and he, um, he did Locker Magazine and takes photos for them, right? He, um, he was telling me critical things like, yo, I just want to give you a few pointers on this. And like at first, you know, I'm almost like – you know, it's like that defense mechanism, like, mm-hmm. no, fuck you. Like, I know what I'm doing, right? But then it's like, okay, like, he knows what he's talking about. So then he gives me the pointer, and I go, like, everything about that is is correct, right? Yeah. Everything about, like, everything he said was correct. And I think maybe if I was younger, I might be more resentful. Yeah. But, um, like, the fact that he can maturely tell me, like, straight up, like, hey, this, this, and this, like, you should probably, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, second person, David Barga, okay? 
he um the when i first released my first vlog he called me and he goes because it was i did a voiceover about like you know this is my coach like this is me you know we just won the dallas open he called me and he like quoted it like in a, like a nasally voice like he ran there and he goes dude like can you make me proofread that before you put that up like that was shit and then like and i'm sitting there going okay he's talking like that's just his nature but at mm-hmm. the same time i'm thinking like maybe i could have like <laughs> rewrote that in more a little more professional yeah. right um, but yeah it's 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 hard taking criticism. You get it all the time, probably with people like they want your podcast to go there like a certain way in their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not their podcast though. It's but you know the people that you listen to that you trust, and that's those are the opinions that really hit home for you yes. to, to they're because they're honest with you. Yeah, and you for know, sure, same thing. Same thing for me. I you know the guys that that come and tell me, and they're like, "Hey, that last one was really fucking boring." I can be like. Yeah, it probably was really fucking boring. Or they'll be like, "Hey, man, I really enjoyed this one. This was awesome." I was like, "Okay, it probably probably was halfway decent." Yeah, yeah. But you know, you can't let anything drag you down. No matter if it's your dad or your mom or whoever, you have to you have to just keep you know your head up high. Do you do what going. you want to do, dude? Yeah. I have a question. Like, Does David Barga not like me? David Barga? Yeah. It's not. No, I don't think he doesn't like I just you. Got such a weird vibe from Dave. I feel like he just. I feel like he just doesn't like me. Why? I don't know. I just get a weird vibe around him. Like he's like, like he just doesn't like me. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain. But like I don't really talk to him that much. Even when he was on the yeah. team on Shock, mm-hmm. like I just got a weird vibe. I don't know if I did something or if. Okay, we can just... go. Let's go down the whole. Are we going to talk about that year with Shock together? Like yeah, let's do that. That, that is that was like the a... year of potential. The best year of my life, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. Um, that's something you have to talk to him about. I was gonna say right? maybe I should ask him. Yeah, you should. You should do a podcast with him. He just got on aftermath. I saw that. Congratulations, David. See, I like David. I have no, yeah. I have, I have no quarrels with David. Mm, maybe it's maybe it's gameplay related. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Cause okay, like I remember, I don't. I don't know how deep we're going to go down this road, right? We can go as deep as the road takes us. Yeah. But like, I mean, okay. What, in your opinion, what happened that year? Uh, in that, the worst thing was that we had as much talent as you can pack onto a team. Yeah. And I just feel like everybody was just all over the place. I feel like there was no yeah. organization. There was no, every, no one was playing like a team. None of us, including myself. Mm-hmm. And there was just there was no unification. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think that we okay. So like going off of that 2015 year, right? We got I think it was like third place at World Cup that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then comparing to the next year, we didn't even make it out of prelims, did we? No, I don't think so. We got we went. We, that was the event that Impact won, but we beat them in that. Yes, in the prelims. That was like our best yeah. game. The entire so game. like just going off of stats, we went from like a third place team, right, to not even making out a prelim. So the team went dr- drastically downhill. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like event um, standings. Which and you guys is- added me, which is positively the reason. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I-, I think that with the roster the way it was um, in 2015, mm-hmm. it was easier for Bruno to manage and like coach because he knew where to put people and people played the same spots over and over. Right. Right. But then I think when we added like 
you know, the you it was it was it you, Zach and Drew. I think it made it harder to figure out where to put people, right? I had no because, idea about Drew and Zach. Oh, okay. So it was it was just gonna be you originally. I thought, yeah. Yeah. But then we, we had a Drew and Zach, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting those players as individuals, right? Yeah. And you or anything. I think for, for a coaching standpoint, that's just making your hand bigger, which is a lot harder to play those cards. Right. Right. Because then you like you could put me and Drew on one side, and then you could put Drew on the snake side, and then you could put you in the Dorito side, but you could put you could play the snake side as well, and you could play the center. But it's like, what about this guy? What about Sos? What about LJ? So then we tried to do the two-line thing mm-hmm. in Vegas. And that didn't work because none of us, we, we really didn't practice those lines, right? Yeah, I feel like we did, but we didn't. It, it was yeah. like we wanted to do it, but then we didn't practice it. And then we ne- and then we never tried it again. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like we never, we didn't practice two lines, right? Uh-huh. Um, so then Bruno tried to go to the, and I'm not blaming Bruno either because it's even harder on him, right? Yeah. Like everything, combination of everything. And then people started leaving and getting cut and then going downhill to broke up but broke up we showed a, a good amount of potential because mm-hmm. uh, we what we beat impact you know and then we we had we beat close up games guys. the other ones yeah yeah close games except infamous i think they beat the shit out of us yeah they played good yeah but yeah i i, I don't know man that year was like the best year and like the worst year because i learned a ton from that year you know and a lot of friendships came and went you know mm-hmm. and uh I mean, I'll still say like, I could probably talk to everyone from that, that year, but man, that was, I don't know, single-handedly one of the, like the biggest, like one of the f- biggest flops I've ever seen. <laughs> man, so I... much, so much potential that could have been, but yeah, it was like, I don't know. It just sucks going from that third place to like, what is going on? Like nuts, like crazy. Nothing was working and then <laughs> nothing was being solved at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you, I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's my opinion on it. What do you think? No, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I think we had the, I think we had too many, too many stars able to play too many positions and we couldn't figure out the right combination of everybody. Yeah. And when you have something like that, you know, fortunately on a, a team like Impact or Dynasty or something like that, they figured out a way to make that system work. Um, with the stars and everything that they have, and we just unfortunately weren't able to do that. Yeah. And then 2017 comes around. Uh, and for the record, some people thought I was talking to Houston Heat at World Cup of that year. I'm not saying in any names. I I I don't I didn't even put that in my realm of possibilities to come back to this team. When did you decide um, uh, that you wanted to leave or that you were going to leave? Um, after World Cup. So after like, you I, talked I really to Houston Heat, I didn't. No, no. This was I was already I'm planning. Fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already planning on leaving though at that point. Um, and it wasn't anything against. It, it just I wasn't really having as much fun, you know. Yeah, it didn't feel right. Yeah, so I just things were off. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, like a few offers came on the table, but then the one that I didn't expect was. Houston Heat like I I was like exploring my options and then it popped up and I was like wait so then I pursued it a little like are you, you, you serious like this mm-hmm. is you know because I, I didn't know you know after cutting me I'm like okay well that's that it's goodbye you know if you want to say and, it who approached you oh yeah yeah call me yeah gave me a phone call what other teams 
Um, I I don't want to see. Why anything. is that so? Why is that so weird? Like, why are we so secretive about like? Well, this team called me, but I can't say their name, even though That's business. I don't know. <laughs> but is it business? Isn't it more or less like like now that the season is over and yeah. <laughs> everything's done and over with? Those, if anything, were possibilities or or could have been's. Sure, sure. But we still we still put this little roof on top of it, and we just keep it uh-huh. in this little box. Well, like million dollar contracts, man. Like I can't be like. There's a million dollar contract. Yeah, dude, all of them. You know, like that's your own business. Dude, I'm making two million, so I, you must be. I know. On right, the back exactly. burner, you got to start getting your game going. That's what I'm saying. That's why I did vlogs to see if YouTube could pay me a little more. Like, I think I retired <laughs> from life, dude. I'm, I'm gotta be making money from somewhere. You, everybody's yeah. like, well, somebody's making money in paintball. You're looking at them. Yeah, of course. Everybody's just <laughs> NXL's paying me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I just didn't see that one coming. Yeah. So. I mean, but, well, what, what's nice though about it is that you're familiar with that, right, that right. whole family. So welcoming when I came back and, uh, you know, I had a talk with Sarge, um, you know, like that first week I came back and we, I mean, I understand why he did what he did at the time. Mm-hmm. It was more or less throwing thing for me. Um. Yeah, it did was guys, good. It was good. Did for you me. guys hug it out? Yeah, we really hugged it out. We hugged it out. <laughs> we hugged it out. <laughs> Dude, Sarge, Sarge is cool. Like Ryan is cool. All those guys in the oh, team yeah. is cool. I I was at um, um, I was down Just in Houston. Oh yeah, Just like, <laughs> dude. Uh, which I got to figure. Out. I I want to do a podcast with him too, and I'm sure Sorry. I will. Um, I want to do one with Sarge. I'd like to do one with Ryan. Um, well, I'm going to bring... Oh, no. We're going to stay at Nico's Ranch this weekend. They don't have Wi-Fi at all. Good. That's cool. I mean, I guess it's cool, but I was going to say you could do a podcast with whoever you wanted from Houston Heat. But now we can't. I would... I don't know. There's a bunch of people on the list that I would love to continue doing a podcast with. But um, I was... I visited... I was down in Houston for my 9 to 5, um, and... I called up Ryan and they ended up living only like an hour and 15 minutes from where this uh, facility was, where I was training at. And I ended up uh, visiting his family's place down there and dude, super nice people. And just the in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Texas, the hospitality was great. I mean, the, the house was amazing. The view on the lake was amazing. Yeah. You um, went to that house. Okay. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. just super nice. I've had conversations with Sarge. Um, and, and it's the same thing with anybody. You hear all these rumors about people and until you actually like sit down and have a face to face conversation with them, um, you don't really know them, I feel. Yeah. And I, you know, I talked to Sarge and we got a really good idea of, of who he is. And, you know, I talked to him about the NXL. I talked to him. It was probably a podcast worthy conversation. Um, sure, sure. but, uh, it was cool. It, it, it was fun. Very nice. Very nice people. Yeah, it's good you got to know him. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's going on with Aftershock this year? Oh, you want to talk about this year now? Yeah, it's coming here. I think it was, well, going back to 16, it was uh, 2000, the beginning of 2017 mm-hmm. was sketchy. Really? I, I was the only one left on the team. It was me. Yeah, it was you. Oh, Rob went to Boom. Drew went to Infamous. Zach wasn't on the team. LJ went to X Factor. Law had retired. Barkers, both Barkers are gone. Law had retired. Drew went so yeah. Drew went to Infamous. 
that was so, it. Literally, it was you and who? Me. Wasn't McKenna on the team? Or did he come back? McKenna was on the semi-pro team. Who else? Or maybe it was maybe McKenna was left, but I think he was... He came back because he wasn't on the team in Jets. Yeah. But I was the only one left from the... the, the previous year <laughs> it's like a bomb exploded and dude it was it was scared. crazy i didn't know what i was gonna do i was yeah, like what sure. what is gonna happen but oh well, no I Redarte. Mean, Redarte carried over from row cup yes he didn't really get that very much playing time though last year or the the year before yeah um but he's coming to his own i mean i'm super he's... i'm super happy with the way that the guys have matured and have been playing he played really well this year mm-hmm. yeah i was uh I don't think I was surprised out of him because I knew he had it. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad Bruno showed some faith into him. Absolutely, with everybody. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I, I think sure. I think we're oh, yeah, on LJ, the cusp. Parish and everyone. Yeah, everyone played fairly well. Yeah, I think we're on the cusp. Um, this year, same roster. I mean, um, I think we might have added one person. I I think, but Isn't I it? so I can press release. It. Well, I don't know if it's true or not because Bruno told me. So yeah, I I don't know if it's What's true. His name? Um, name? Let me see if I can remember his name. Uh, I played for the Outlaws. Oliver Lang. Stapula. Oh, well, this won't be out for a little while. It'll probably get released. You I, decide if you release well, it. Well, I think. I think Stapula. It was talked about, but I don't know. Well, all I know is I it's talked a to rumor. Stipula. If we're gonna If we're going to rumor this, I've spoke to Stapula, and I know he's not with the Outlaws, that's for sure. Are the Outlaws still around? Oh, yeah, they're a team. We just practiced them like a few weekends ago. Well, I don't know this stuff. You got to keep up. I, I can't follow every story that you have on Instagram. Yeah, you should. <laughs> so how many views do you get in the bottom of your Instagram stories? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at least 8,000. 8,000? I'm like, kidding. I can't totally get like it. A eight, like a comma and then an eight or an eight and then a comma? Um, let me see. Like average? Yeah. Five to 600. Okay. What about you? Like four to five. But wait, when when was it like? Okay, we're talking Instagram. Yes. So when are we saying how long ago it was viewed? I don't know. I just sometimes I look at it like at the end of the day, and I notice like four or five hundred. Okay, so I posted one last night, twenty hours ago, and it's been seen by nine hundred. Oh. So like, think about it. Like people as they go on, yeah, they're gonna look. I don't look but, yeah. that far away or that far past. How many followers do you have on Instagram? You're going to make me look at my phone during a podcast. I had this kid message me, and he said, look, I passed you, and he showed me how many followers he had. And then when I looked more more into it, he paid for his followers, um, which you can. Okay, so I have 5,445 mm-hmm. as of right now, but whoever wants to add me, Carl underscore Markowski. Um, yeah, but <laughs> add me as but uh, I Ron, noticed... Don, Don, Ron Don Dizon, make sure you guys get that. Because I'm a 200 ahead of you, and we're going to race to 10K. Ooh, that's a good that's, race. But organically. Okay, yeah. Organically, because what I've noticed, and, and I don't know, I haven't asked Tyler Harmon, or I haven't yeah, asked... Yeah, let's talk about the Dynasty guys, on how everybody on that team is not like... It's 9K and above. Dude, Tyler like, Harmon has 22K. I, I mentioned this in a vlog, but I never put it in. It was footage. And I walked up to Marcelo and I go, I hear you have to have 10K followers or more to even play on Dynasty. It's a requirement. Looking at me, 
And I was like, I'm serious. You look at you and Spick and, and Tyler. And then they're they're all there, and they're like, he's right. Do you think they're 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 that popular, or I think the name Dynasty is that popular. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there is that, but right. Maybe there's just that more in that much more interesting than we are. I'll say this: I think HK does a fantastic job of marketing their players. Oh, absolutely. Um, like maybe, maybe like top notch when it comes to like editing videos and like putting content out. So they do a good job of doing that. Yeah, GI uh, has been getting better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Virtue's and I been think Anthrax better. too. And all, all, like Virtue's been Virtue's been putting out a video like every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, like with everything changing from advertising like magazines, it's like yeah. Maybe people are just ahead of the curve more. I know that, it, like, like, like I'm gonna mention HK one more time. Like their their team of editors and stuff, because I've you know I've known some of the guys who work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Spantastic's been around the sport for so long. Equipment's been around for the sport for so long. So they've been making videos since like 2000, you know, or yeah. 2000, like 2004, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah. they got a pretty marketing operation over there. Um, but. Yeah, Planet yeah. does a good job. You know, whenever they hook up with somebody to make a, you know, uh, a uh, a video with Dan or yeah. what have you. I, when I was on Shock, they did a great job as well. They did those little trivia things too. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I tried to I tried to get uh, Planet to hire me as their media slash re, you know product development slash research and destroy slash. They're like. You're from the U.S. We don't want you. Oh, no. So you had a bad interview. No, no. It wasn't that. It was like I was trying to create a position that they just couldn't fulfill at the moment. So okay. it was like I, I understood. I mean, I, I knew it was a long a stretch. But I was like, I'm going to work in the industry. I'm going to see what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all great guys. A great company. I remember I mean, you had some ideas, ideas brewing um, for something. I do. Uh, something along not, the line. I haven't mentioned it yet. Yeah, I, I haven't said accessor. anything about it. It's in the mix. Yeah, and it's Stay in tuned. the it's in the hands of uh, a great company right now, and it's uh, it's in the process. Pack bands, everybody, go buy one. Pack bands are great. Hey, People oh, mentioning Babushka's uh, <laughs> Babushka. <laughs> I remember. I got... <laughs> hey, right Carl's like corner, like grab his Babushka. I go his what? His Babushka. You know that thing he ties around his pack. I go what? <laughs> I know people always ask me and, about uh, that. I was like, dude, it's a it's a style thing. Everybody's got their headbands or their headgear. It's like it's just... me wearing a beanie, yeah. Yeah. It's like me wearing like your skull no clip- cap. My skull cap, yeah. People give me shit about that. They're like, what is up with your headgear? What's up with your non-headgear? You should tell yeah, people that. Like, yeah. You're not headgear, Max Trailer. <laughs> dude, that dude's. Oh my he god. Wear a... I don't even think he wears anything on his head. Maybe no, be... it's dude. It's foam to forehead. <laughs> That's 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 what it is. Full foam to skin. Yeah, that's ambitious. <laughs> Dude, oh, there man. was a there was an event. I think I don't know if it was Tan Man or if it was an actual event, but he was wearing all of his protective gear on the outside of his jersey. I talked pants. to talked to him um, about it. Or no, no, no. Phil told me. Phil Schroeder told me what he said because Phil was like, "Why don't you wear headbands?" Because Phil Phil wears more headbands than like the entire league combined. He wears at least like four <laughs> on his head. So um, Phil goes to Max Trailer and he goes, "Listen." Why don't you wear headbands? And he goes, because when I punk someone out, they'll look at who they punked them out, and they'll realize they got punked out by a goon. And I'm like, oh my god! Oh, like Chad sorry. George only wears a sweatband. Yeah, 
can't even see it, so it looks like he doesn't have headgear on. Yeah, he does. The, but if he wears anything else, he looks. <laughs> doesn't look. <laughs> he right. tried to stand down on, and I thought he was like, I was like, please don't ever look at me again with that thing on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some people that shouldn't rock the headgear that they've never done before, or that they have done in their early career, but now it's just like, what? Who are you? We should make bets. Like for okay, so like we should make bets this year. Like if you if like whatever the bet is, if you lose, then like for a whole event, you have to wear like a certain piece of headgear. The 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 but the choice headgear of the person that you're betting with. Right, right. So like if you win the bet, you pick what I wear for the entire next <laughs> event, as long as it's not illegal or like really out of the question of like me getting like rang out by my team because I have a shark fin on my head and you can yeah, see so me. There can't be anything taller than six inches coming off your, the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you could do like a beanie that like has something on it that's like, I don't know. Ooh, what if it's I, like... I might not go all the sponsors. I don't know. What if it's like a, a beanie with a giant you know, giant pink penis just stitched on the front of it and has your I name... paid for this year, so... <laughs> I don't know. I was already going to go into production. <laughs> It's already wrote up, and you already signed the bags that are coming in. Authentic. Yeah, I've read this. Oh, well, are, are you sponsored by Water, bro? Well, water. <laughs> water. I just picked up Water as a sponsor this year. Thank you. Appreciate it, Water. Yeah. Make sure it's uh, you know, clear. <laughs> <laughs> you ever what? had black water? I've never had black water, but I've brushed my teeth with black powder toothpaste a charcoal toothpaste yeah i've done that stuff too it's weird does it work you think? i don't know i don't Chad know dallas and i remember i shared a room with them and i used it i don't know activated charcoal helps hangovers Fact. yeah yeah lj um, lj from our team has um he has these little toothpaste tablets that he throws mm-hmm. in his mouth and chews them up and then he, th- he wets his toothbrush and then throws it in there I guess Ew. it saves on toothpaste. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Probably expensive. Probably. Anything that's more convenient than what you're used to is more expensive. Anything that's organic or healthy or gluten-free <laughs> is always more expensive. I like how they started advertising potato chips as gluten-free because they were always gluten-free. <laughs> it says gluten-free on the potato chips now. Yeah. And like, I was like reading and I go, wait a minute, like, potatoes were never – like. They never had gluten. No, never. No potatoes in these potato chips. Yeah, the potatoless potato chips. Well, is there anything that um, that you wanted to promote or give any shout outs or anything like that before we uh, before we head out of here? Yeah. Uh, well, first I'll start with you. Thanks for getting me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, we've been talking about this for a while, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm glad to get on here and help you spread you know, the podcast and talk paintball and talk shop with you. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to thank, uh, you know, my sponsors, uh, my team owner, you know, Randy and Dana Smith, you know, them, you know, um, they, you know, gave me an opportunity this past year and I'm excited to continue that this year. So there's a solidify of me being on the team this year. (laughs) There it is. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, My mom and my dad for making me. Uh, my sister for always being supportive, my girlfriend for being my girlfriend and being the best, and uh, her cat, Pepper, for being a cat. And, so it uh, ended up being Pepper. Ch- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, uh, if you guys voted for Blizzy, I'm, I'm with you guys because I'm still going to call her Blizzy. I like the pe- I liked Pepper. Yeah, I know. I saw you vote for Pepper, so 
I didn't. I was second guessing doing this podcast today. Okay. <laughs> um, but actually, Boise is something Ryan Rodarte and I made up. But that's a long story. Um, actually, it's it's a quick story. Okay, so <laughs> Ryan Ryan couldn't. I think him and I couldn't figure out. He wanted like so when he got on the team in 2016 for World Cup, we were trying to figure out what headgear he was going to wear for his debut pro event. And I was saying he should wear like black. Yeah. He was saying he should wear a gray beanie. And then I said you should wear the blizzy. And that's where Blizzy came from because it's a black. Oh, the Blizzy black. Never mind. <laughs> See, my thing, I've always said, like, whenever I'm told to go snake off the break, it's always snizzle off the brizzle. Ah, uh, okay. So, Snape dog. Yeah, see? And then okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And that's my two cents. Is everyone looking at you and, like, <laughs> like tilt their head? Like, He's going snizzle but, off the brizzle. Okay. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and then my blog. Um, yeah, where can we find you? YouTube.com slash Ronnie Dizon. Please subscribe and uh, help me quit paintball so I can just be a full-time YouTuber. There you go. And I'm trying to become a full-time podcaster. And you, you out there can support what you love. And if you love the podcast or if you love uh, Ronnie Dizon's uh, vlogs, mm-hmm. help us out. Yeah, listen, help us out. Listen, just take a like, give us a view, view subscribe. subscribe. Ah. Maybe we should just start our own show. Yeah, we maybe what we should. should. We call it? Uh, I Ronnie don't know. Dizon show. <laughs> just call it the Ronnie Dizon show featuring Carl Markowski. No, just the Ronnie Dizon. <laughs> <Ronnie Dizon. laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, you're doing a great thing here, and I hope you keep it up. You too, man same here and uh, I wish you the best of luck this year except for when you play us okay <laughs> <laughs> alright bud I love you man I, uh, I I I hope you you hope you the best and I love talking to you alright man love you too take care have a good one bud <laughs> thank you so much Ronnie for sitting down and talking with me I had a great time, man. I love just the the small talk conversations that we can have. Um, dude, Ronnie is an awesome guy, and uh, make sure you tune in to all of his vlogs. Uh, he is trying to keep up with those things as much as possible, but it is very time-consuming editing all those videos, shooting all those videos, but, uh, but he does it because he loves it, and my hat's off to him, man. I, I, I really think he's doing a great job, and who knows what the future holds for that kid. Uh, young, hungry, and full of spunk. <laughs> so uh, thanks, Ron, and we'll see you soon, bud. Uh, another quick thank you to our sponsors before we head out. Like I said before, Dr. Paintball has a new program where you can trade in your gear every year. It's kind of like the whole phone thing where you can trade up every year, but you don't pay on a monthly basis, I don't think. Uh, but if you have any questions, please head over to drpaintball.com and you can ask away and they will answer away. <laughs> Thank you to Dr. Paintball. Also Charm City, uh, who has the best headgear out there, the most quality, the most limited on top of that. He only makes about 10 headbands a run. All the uh, fabric and everything is high quality, dense, nice canvasy materials, and will last. So uh, thank you to Charm City. Carbon Paintball with the base layers, gloves, they're having uh, possible gear bags come out backpacks all that good stuff the thermopods if you have not seen them yet they change color when they get too hot and you need to change that shit out if it gets too white 
So they're dark when they're cold and white when they're hot. CarbonPayball.com. And lastly, brought to you by Planet Eclipse, who I have said over and over again, you know, are some of the nicest people in the game. And uh, the, the company's amazing, the people are amazing, and the product that they come out with is absolutely superb. Uh, and even the, uh, the technical support, anything that you need from these guys, uh, they are on top of, and they take care of their customers, they, they take care of their athletes. Um, I am definitely one of them throughout the years, and I've just been nothing but happy uh, to be able to work with them. And, um, and yeah, thank you to all of our sponsors. And thank you again to all of you out there listening. I very much appreciate it, and I hope you know this, uh, that you know this, this, all of this just will continue and continue, especially with everybody out there that you know saying that they enjoy the podcast and that, uh, that it's something that kind of gets them through their day, whether it be driving to work or through work or at the end of work or workouts or just sitting around. Um, I'm really glad that I can be a part of, uh, of your day and week and hopefully years to come. So uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Very much appreciated. My hat is off to you. And if you want to get a hold of me, any questions, anything like that, uh, please head over to um, my Instagram, Carl underscore Markowski or Carl Microwave Markowski on Facebook and ask away any questions, any insight, anything like that. I will be more than happy to answer as quickly as I can. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned, but uh, with the whole carbon thing, you can get 10% off with capital TPOP for a promo code if you're still listening. So go over there and, uh, and grab some carbon gear. Um, but uh, that's all I have for today. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Later.